Welcome to the Entourage Podcast. My name is Paige Scott, and I'm going to be your host. Entourage Ministries gets its inspiration from Psalm 6811 that says, The Lord gives the command, and a great army of women proclaim the good news. Entourage is a multi-generational, multi-denominational, multicultural women's ministry based in Durant, Oklahoma. Join us today as we dive into truth from the Word so that your heart and spirit may be encouraged. Annette, thank you for joining us. And um, for those that are going to be listening on podcasts that can't see right now, um, Annette, I, I know her in a lot of different ways, but she is my brother's mother-in-law, but she's also my friend, and she's also a faithful uh, follower of the Lord and um, someone that has served alongside me in ministry the past year through uh, what was originally Hearts at Rest, an anxiety ministry that we do under the umbrella of what is now Entourage. And if you've attended our monthly gathering that you heard about in the intro of this podcast, um, it's possible that you've heard Annette teach there or also in our Christmas podcast series. She did some some episodes there. And so, Annette, why don't you first just tell our audience a little about yourself and just in general, and then um, why uh, scripture memory is important to you and, and sort of what's going on in your heart concerning that. Okay. Well, um, I am from Durant and have lived there a long time. I graduated from high school there, have raised my family there, and now I'm a, a grandma there. So uh, this is home to me, and I um, really grew up in church. So my first uh, memories of learning scripture were actually in children's church or in vacation Bible school or things like that. Um, but as I got older, I kind of got away from that and felt like um, verses were, that was things that kids did or children did. And um, as I got older and learned more, as I became an adult and learned about the true character of God and uh, began to foster my own relationship with him and not just what I knew as familiar because of my parents, I began to see that um, his word is important and the things that I had learned long, long ago would come to my mind and would help me or be useful in things that I needed to direction in or, or answers in or help for. So um, God, through those things, has kind of just rebirthed a passion in me for it and um, I, it's just something I want to do for my own personal life. If I can encourage others to do that, that's great. But I know for me personally, it's very important to me in an individual way. And and I want to challenge my own self to commit more verses to memory and to be able to recall them and use them. Yeah, I think something that you said that I think is relevant um, to folks that grew up in the Christian community uh, is that you learned them when you were little, maybe uh, through VBS or through songs, and then you dismissed scripture memory as being something that is for children. And I think to those listening, there are a lot of different excuses that uh, that we make, whether it is that, um, oh, that's something of the past, or maybe you're the opposite end of that spectrum. You weren't raised in the church, and you just think, I could never 
I could never memorize scripture. That's not that's not for me. But the word tells us um, to to hide God's word into our heart and to meditate on it day and night. And we really can't do that unless we memorize it. So, Annette, like what uh, what spurred you? I'm gonna ask you a couple questions, and you can just pick and answer how you want to. Um, what what kind of launched you back into having a desire to memorize scripture after you say you kind of had an absence from it? And what does it look like in your life now? So people that are listening, they may think, okay, I pray, um, I read my devotional, or I do a Bible study. What does it actually look like to memorize scripture? So what kind of launched you back into that? And then what does it look like to do it? Okay. Well, um, through my adult life here and there, I have been challenged from a Bible study or from something, a friend or something like that to, to partner with someone in learning a verse here or a passage there. Uh, but it was really pretty infrequent. It didn't happen real often. And, um, when I began really getting back into the word and really studying the word for myself, uh, that probably, I don't, I've kind of been on a journey for about three or four years of just knowing the Lord in a different way, um, in a more intimate way. And so that really heightened my love for scripture. And, um, when Paige, when you brought up learning scripture in entourage, I was like, of course, this is just, this should be a part of all of our lives. I think about how there's so many people around the world that don't even have access to their own Bible. And the only way they can learn or have scripture at their fingertips is just to memorize it and know it. And we take so much for granted, I think, because we can just look up something anytime we need it. And I didn't want to take the word of God for granted. I wanted to ingest it and have it be a part of who I am so that, you know, when you squeeze a sponge, if it's soaked in water, that's what comes out of it is water when it's had pressure applied to it. And that's what I wanted to to have in my life as far as the word of God when I might be in a pressure situation or I might need just some guidance or uh, that I would look to the Holy Spirit and he would be able to, under that pressure, bring a verse or bring a word or something that would help direct my thoughts in the right direction Yeah, or guide me. So... That's kind of um, where that went. Then when we started our memory in January, that verse was just perfect for me. It just so applies to my own life um, that I was just so excited about. And I was like, yes, this is it. And I'm I'm. I'm 100% on board. I want to do this. So just to for anyone listening or watching that may not fellowship in our monthly gathering, our Entourage monthly gathering, Entourage in and of itself is a women's ministry um, with a host of women from, from different generations, denominations, cultures. And, um, and we decided at the beginning of 2019 that we wanted to have um, a passage of Scripture every month that we memorize and hide in our hearts. And so that's what Annette's talking about. 
when she talks about doing it through entourage. So um, it was Psalm 27, um, 13 and mm-hmm. 14 yep. in the month of, of January. And now we're working on a passage from Philippians 1. And uh, and we're all learning and stumbling and proclaiming <laughs> together. And but, but that opportunity, like you talked about, the accountability of learning with someone off and on, mm-hmm. that opportunity is presented this way. Yes. So... Um, um, I'm going to ask you two questions now. Okay. Um, what does it, this will be the easier question, and the other one you might need to think about. Um, how do you learn scripture? How do you commit it to memory? Because some people, if they struggle, they may struggle to memorize because they've not done it before, mm-hmm. and unless it's in your profession or, I mean, outside of memorizing scripture. I don't know that I've had to memorize something since high school and reciting a poem. Yeah. And so um, how do you do that practically. And then you talked about like the example of a sponge and being squeezed and something coming out of you. Can you think of an example where um, you have, that has happened, like you have have been through something or in something and the Lord just brought his word to mind and you were able to just cling to that because it just came up so accessibly. So you can pick whichever you'd like to answer. Okay. What was the first question? The first question was, how do you do it? How do I do it? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm with you now. Okay. Okay. I know everybody learns in different ways. And so everybody probably has, you know, you just tweak it and figure out what works for you. Um, For me, I learn by seeing something and doing it and repeating it. So I... If I'm trying to learn a new passage, I will have it in front of me where I can physically look at it with my eyes. I will put it in several prominent places that I know I will have to see it throughout the day, like my bathroom mirror, um, the visor on my car. If it's not real long, I might put it on my steering wheel. I don't want to get too distracted (laughs) by looking down and going, ah, but, you know, on my steering wheel, maybe on the refrigerator door, my front door, when I come in and out of the house, just I just put it in places that make it real obvious. Mm-hmm. And it, it reminds me um, to do it repeatedly several times a day. If I just work on it once a day, it's going to take me a long time to get it. If I have it where I can go over it five or six times throughout the day at different periods, that helps me get it into my mind. Something else that I personally do is I say it out loud. I don't just read it and say it in my mind because there's something about hearing those words come out of your mouth. So you're not only thinking them, but you're hearing yourself say them. And that just reinforces it as well. So I do that. I say it out loud. Um, uh, let's see. There's something else I was going to tell do you. Do you write it? I do. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I do. Um, and that is a great, a great tool. If that works well for someone, yes, do that. Um, I do that sometimes and sometimes I don't. Um, there was something else I was going to tell you about that. I I just can't think of what it was right now. It'll come back to you. Yeah. (laughs) And the other question was about um, just a time, like the sponge, the example of a sponge that you've been in a pressure situation. um, It doesn't have to be bad, good, bad, otherwise. And the word has just kind of 
come up in you. It's risen up, up in you. And the Lord's brought something to remembrance that you had hidden in your heart ahead of that. Okay. Um, I shared this with a friend the other day. Um, there's a verse that says, free me from the trap that's set before me. And um, God has used that verse a lot in my life when I have walked, come upon a temptation or a temptation has been presented to me. And I don't mean necessarily a, like a temptation to just do something overtly sinful. I mean, maybe a temptation to be discouraged or um, dip into despair or to hold a grudge or be angry or resentful. Um, so it might not be a physical thing in the outward, but it might be just something within me. I might be tempted um, in my thoughts or in my heart. And um, so the Lord has used that scripture a lot. And anytime something like that would come up to me, I would be able to say as a prayer, because I learned that scripture, Lord, free me from the trap that's set before me. Don't let me walk into that. Help me to see the truth and claim the truth instead of believing a lie, which is what a trap is. A, a lie is a trap that ensnares us if we go that direction. So I have used that prayer a lot. That's just one example, but that has been very useful in my own personal life because it helps reroute me and stay on track. And I think what you said in that really um, is a whole nother layer in and of itself, talking about how the importance of or the importance of memorizing scripture relative to how you pray and what you pray and praying with power. I know that for folks, whenever you talk about praying, if there's a barrier to praying, it may be um, because they say, I don't know what to pray. And I would just say to anyone thinking that right now, the Lord sees your heart and um, and he just wants to have a conversation with you. There's not a right or a wrong thing yes. uh, to pray. But it's also true that when you know what the Lord has said in his word about about you, about a situation like what Annette described, then you can go confidently in prayer because he's already spoken on the matter and you've got plenty to talk about. So if you're not there, don't let that intimidate you and be a barrier of entry to praying, uh, but let it be an encouragement in what Annette is saying, hide God's word in your heart so that when you are put in a situation, um, that is the thought that comes up and you can go to the Lord and and say, Lord, I know that you want to you want to free me from this trap that's set before me. You've done it from for someone before. It was recorded, inspired in Scripture, and I'm going to pull that up out of me now. And uh, and so talk about that dimension of of um, not just memorizing the Scripture, but how it does affect your prayer life and how you encourage others uh, and pray for others. Okay, well, the Bible tells us that the Word of God is active and living, and God says that his word won't return to him void, meaning it won't just take up airspace and, and be empty. It, it has meaning and life to it. So when we speak it, we are engaging in the power of creator God's words, his own words. And there's, there's power in that. So um, when I, if you, if you, if you're praying over a situation and you can pray the scripture, then what you're doing is using God's own words. You know that you're praying in his will because he spoke those words and he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So um, 
that becomes a, a real tool to be able to know how to pray. Sometimes it is hard to know exactly what to say or exactly what to ask for. But if we can go to the word and we can find something that addresses our specific situation, then we know we have God's own words or his, his inspired thoughts that we can pray on our behalf and activate that living word. And um, you mentioned something about what if maybe someone doesn't know a lot of scriptures or isn't familiar, how do you put scriptures together to a prayer and bring those things together? And um, this is not, this is just something that we should use the tools that we have available to us. And I brought with me tonight a, a book that's called scriptures for prayer praying the scriptures and literally you can purchase a book like that that will help you that will have chapters uh, for specific situations like maybe healing and there will be 10 or 20 scriptures listed about healing so you could say well I I know someone that needs healing. How do I pray? You can look that up and go, okay, here's five scriptures right here. I can pray and ask the Lord to do these five things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be over a relationship or a, so it doesn't really matter the topic, but if, if, if you need a tool like that, get it, just, just get it and, and start putting it to work and to action in your life. And that, uh, the book that she's talking about, who's the it's scriptures for prayer and who is the author? There are a lot of different types of books, like what she's describing. Who's the author on this? This one is Stephen and Barbara Arbo. Okay. Um, one, a, a book that, a prayer book that I like to use that's, uh, based in scripture and have good scriptures that you could utilize for memorizing for the purpose of prayer is prayers that availeth much. And I honestly don't even remember the author of that. Um, But um, I also think it's just, you talked about how one of the ways that you memorize is to speak it out loud so that you can hear it. I think that um, whenever you're in a situation or I'm in a situation, I like to just speak scripture out loud. If I'm feeling overwhelmed or I'm feeling very, uh, weary um, from life, then I think about Isaiah 40, 31. Those who trust in the Lord mm, will renew their yes. strength. And then it goes on to list some other things. They will run and not not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint. And so if I'm feeling weary and, and faint, then I just begin to speak that. And I, in doing that, I place my trust in the Lord. Yes. Um, and, and so what are some verses that you like to, that's one that I like to, to call up um, for me when I'm feeling that way, I'm just like, I'm going to go to that verse and I'm just going to speak it and I'm going to speak it until I'm resting in the Lord. So what are some of the verses that you like to call up on a regular basis? Do you have any favorites besides yeah. the one that you share? You shared one, the, the one earlier. Yeah. Well, I, ooh, I have a lot of favorites. Um, I think one that is just full of wisdom and, and, reminds me often um, how I need to think is from Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And that is a verse that um, my husband Stuart and I actually, that's just kind of our life verse for our marriage and our our individual lives. And it says, um, lean not on your own understanding, which I like to do that if (laughs) I have to be reminded, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him, acknowledge God and he'll direct your paths. And 
that's just a great verse to remind us, hey, I don't have all the answers, but my God does. And if I will lean into him and trust him and allow him to direct me, he'll do it. Um, you said something earlier about how in, in recent years, you've just had a more intimate relationship with the Lord and being in the scripture, you've learned more about the character, the true character of God. And um, what what are your thoughts on that as far as memorizing scripture and, uh, and associating it with the character of God? Because I know sometimes um, there are a lot, even in the hearts of believers, there are questions about the character of God, about his goodness, and because of, of circumstances that we're in and that we feel. And so how does knowing the word and hiding the word in your heart um, respond to those questions that people may carry about the character of God. And if it is good or if it is questionable, it is good, by the way. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, I know that's in, that's uh, that's near to your heart. So how does that fit into it as well? Knowing the word, hiding the word in your heart, and then trusting in the character of God. How does all that work together? Wow. Well, that's a big, t- <laughs> there's a lot that could go into that. Um, I think as far as understanding and knowing the character of God, the probably one of the first verses that I ever learned in Sunday school was God is love. Mm-hmm. Just those simple three words, God is love. And he is love. Um, but a lot, you know, life is complicated and there are great good things that happen and there are bad things that happen and the good and the bad are just part of our world god is love no matter what we're going through or what we're facing and i think a lot of times we tend to uh, look at things that we don't like and and blame god for them or why why does he allow something to happen or why doesn't he rescue me from something um and I just had to learn that that his his character does not have anything to do with the happenings of the world. He's the same. And so if God is love, he is love always when things are going great and when things might be uh, more difficult. So I just as far as the character of God, he just loves us. He is a covenant God and he is with us. I think of the 23rd Psalm and some of the things that you were saying, um, that again is another scripture passage that a lot of people are familiar with because we hear it a lot and it's used a lot. But when you really take a part and just meditate on any of the several phrases that are in that Psalm, you begin to see the character of God. For instance, he leads us beside still waters. Is life always calm and still and at peace around us? No, but our spirits can be at peace if we allow ourselves to rest in him and he will lead us beside still and calm waters. It, it Later in that um chapter it says even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death you're with me and we face dark days sometimes in life but if we know the character of God that scripture is reminding us he never leaves us no matter what is happening in our lives 
He is there with us. Even as you're sharing that, I, I, when I was young, um, my dad bribed me and paid me money to memorize scripture until my mom got onto him for it. And so, but so I went to some of the shorter Psalms because it had to be a chapter. And so I didn't make it very far in this endeavor, but I had heard Psalm 23 enough at funerals and other places. That was like a big, big um, target to go for. And so as you're talking about it, I'm calling it to remembrance and, and just remembering even he restores my soul and, um, and that he prepares a table before me in the yeah. presence of my enemies. And so the application of that is that when you're in a situation that feels uh, there's a lot of animosity, there's hostile, or there's actual um, someone means harm towards you, when you identify um, with being a sheep from the good shepherd, when you're seated in Christ, then you can go to the banquet that he prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. There is pr- there is a provision here. What do we do at a table? We eat, we commune, we dine, and we always have that opportunity with the Lord because he, he prepares a table for us in the presence of our enemies. And I, I just love Love that. So I'm sharing that because as you're talking about Psalm 23, it's hidden in my heart and it's called, it's stirring that up within me. And it's just another beautiful picture of why it's important to, to hide the word, hide the word in your heart. And so as we kind of take a turn toward wrapping up this part of the, the podcast and the Facebook, Facebook live, um, event, if someone is watching or listening right now and still thinking this just isn't for me, I barely, I just, I barely know the Lord. I don't even know where my Bible is. Um, I don't own a Bible. Where do I, where do I start? Um, Would you just encourage them um, about where do they start? Um, Yeah. Yes. Even as you were talking, when you said that phrase, he restores my soul, I was thinking about how, um, In the Old Testament, in Deuteronomy, God told his people to be so familiar with his word that they wore it tied on their hands. They they wore it on their forehead. They posted it on their doors. They were to talk with their children about it while they were going and when they were coming. And when you said that phrase, um, it just stuck out to me. We don't have to memorize paragraphs at a time. We don't have to memorize chapters. Um, We could even just take one small phrase like, he restores my soul, and allow ourselves to meditate on that and ask the Holy Spirit to tell us, what does that phrase, what do you want to teach me about that phrase and about your role in my life? And so it doesn't even have to be like a whole verse or a whole chapter. It could just be a phrase. And just think about that, those three, four simple words, he restores my soul. So when could I use that? If I'm meditating on that in the day and I'm just going about my business, maybe things are hectic at home, the kids are needing things and we're out of milk again and, oh, somebody's late to an appointment or And I could get caught up in that, or I could say, no, God restores my soul today. 
make that practical for me today, Lord, and just start with something simple like that. You can always add to it. You can learn the rest of the psalm later or the rest of the verse later, but just allow God to start speaking to you through even just a short phase, phrase, sorry, phrase, and see what he has for you from there. Because I believe his word when he says taste and see that I am good and I believe that if we will take it in a even just a small bite-sized piece that he'll begin to awaken our appetite for that and we'll be able to see how he's used this in my life and if I add more to it and we'll begin to see the benefit and it will encourage us to go to go and do some more. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to share something that I want you to be thinking about in conclusion. Anything that you want to say that you've not had the opportunity to say yet on this topic. Um, but uh, last week, my little girl, and if you're my friend on Facebook, you saw this, but my little girl memorized a verse. And it's a great one to memorize. It's James 4, 8. Um, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you or come near to the Lord and the Lord will come near to you. And uh, she memorized it in church on a Wednesday night and we went in in Brahms and it has all these cool hand motions with it that someone taught her. And um, God bless kids ministry volunteers. But anyway, we're in Brahms because we we're out of milk. We're out of milk. We had to get Brahms. And, and, um, and so we're checking out and she's just like rattling off this verse and the cashier says, could you repeat that again? And I thought, is she talking to Foster? And so Foster looked at her and says, come near to God and God will come near to you. James 4, 8. And the cashier said, I've not heard that verse before. I really like it. And so when we also know that this scripture is alive, active, sharpening, double-edged sword, I have no doubt in my mind that the Lord was speaking through an infant or through a toddler, preschooler, through a child. He was speaking truth uh, from her to a woman that needed to be reminded that um, that God was near if she would draw close. Mm-hmm. And it's because someone taught Foster that first. It wasn't me. It was someone, I'd, I don't even know who it was. Um, but just like that sponge example and that word just coming up out of you. And we don't know what the result of that was, but we do know that if his word doesn't return void and it accomplishes the purpose for which it was sent out, then I believe it accomplished something that Amen. that night. And so just a powerful testimony from a child about memorizing the word. So Annette, just to bring all this to conclusion, what what else um, is in your heart on this topic that you'd share with your sisters listening or or watching? I, I want to share a verse uh, out of Mark chapter 4. And Paige, you said something to me about this the other day. And I, th- I love that story that you just said because that just shows you that... It, we we don't know when or how the word is going to be used for ourselves or for the benefit of others or maybe both it's just it's just the fact that when we have it we're ready we're ready to share so um mark 4 uh 1 through 24 i'm not i'm just going to paraphrase this but it kind of tells a, a parable about a lamp on a stand and the Bible tells us that God's word is a light unto our path. And so any of us that have walked in the dark know why we need light on our path. And that as we 
keep moving forward. That light goes before us. If we're carrying a flashlight, say, out in the dark, as we're moving forward, the light is also going forward with us so that we can see further as we as we make our journey. So this verse, um, Mark 4.24 says, Pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use it, it will be measured to you. So what that means to me is that um, we hear the word, and if we will commit it to memory and profess it and use it in our everyday lives, then more knowledge, more wisdom, more grace, more mercy, more understanding will be added to us. And so if, if you feel like, but I'm starting from scratch, I don't, I don't have anything to draw from in my past or any experience in this area, when if you will just start with something, the Lord's word says that as you use that, it will be measured unto you and more will be given. As you seek me, you will find me. When you seek me with your whole heart, I will be found by you, says the Lord. Just begin, just start, and he will bring the increase. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that's a great place to to end. Um, and um, we're so thankful to those of you that have listened and uh, this has been a really rich conversation with a lot of seeds scattered and a lot of seeds sown. And, and we pray that, um, that your heart be good soil, that our hearts be good soil, and that deep roots and, and abundant fruit come from, from even the word that we've shared back and forth in this, in this conversation. And, so, and I think as we've done this, it's uh, reminded me that I think we need to do a whole separate one on praying scripture and in teaching how to how to do that. But um, Annette is also on Facebook, and if you'd like to reach out to her in a private message and ask uh, for a suggestion about what verse um, she would recommend that you memorize if you're walking through something or that you pray if you're walking through something. I know she would be available to to do that. And, um, and so, uh, Annette, anything else before we close out? I just, my prayer for everybody is just that God will give us eyes to see and ears to hear. Would you pray that out as we go? And then um, Jesse will wrap this up. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that Jesus became flesh. Your word, Jesus, became flesh and dwelled among us. And I thank you that your tangible, living, active word is still among us. And we have the opportunity to grasp it and learn it and apply it to our lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. I thank you for that. And Father, I pray for each person that is listening that you would give them eyes to see and ears to hear so that they might follow after you and that you would be the lamp that lights their way when they don't know where to go, when we don't know what to do. Your word gives us the answers if we will um, just allow you to navigate us through it. So by your faith, we are claiming your word and we are claiming that uh, you are going to minister to us as we ingest it and make it part of our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 
Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Entourage Ministries, visit our website at entourageministries.com or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. We gather for our monthly worship gathering open to any woman who has interest the second Tuesday of every month at the Monterey in the Arts District of Durant, Oklahoma.